Freak Nation, Judas Priest celebrating 50 years of Judas Priest heavy metal. Rob Halford's been in the Freak Nation numerous times. One of my top two favorite bands of all time, Judas Priest. And it's always a pleasure to get this guy here in the Freak Nation. We'll have the video version up this week on our official Speed Freaks YouTube page. But we kick things off when Statman brought up the fact that uh, Rob Halford and his beard is looking pretty freaking legendous. Uh, how was Rob Halford's response to that? Hey, never grow up, right? That's yep. my number one philosophy in life. Never grow up. Always be a kid inside, yep. especially in sports. You know, yes. I loved watching... I love watching the. I was had a mad day yesterday, but I caught a bit of the the World Series game. And when um, when uh, when Houston, Houston, right? When Houston was it Houston? Yes, yes. it was Houston that won. And all oh, I was no, going Atlanta, 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 Atlanta won. Atlanta. Houston. What are we doing? Atlanta. I had a crazy day yesterday. I was doing yep. a million things when Atlanta won for the first time since ninety five. Five, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all the guys are running around and jumping up and down like kids because that's the great thing about sport, you know, that inner child, that inner child is such an important part of um, this great life that we live. And it's the same being a musician. Yes. 50 years of Judas Priest. And I'm still a big kid inside. I still get the biggest rush when I run out on stage with the rest of the guys and we start to play. We play. We're playing. (laughs) Kids play, and it's a blessing. It's an absolute blessing. You stole my question, Rob. That I was going to say, what's the difference between you going out in front of 10,000 people or uh, a Major League Baseball player swinging the bat in front of a sold-out crowd? Aren't we, aren't we all kids to a degree? A lot of us have the, have the ability to, in our, our profession to still be kids. Yeah, I think that's so important. When you lose that, it's like Peter Pan, you know? Yeah. If you if you're able to channel that essence of, of that, that feeling that you had as a kid, and the world was this big, open, beautiful place, and you were innocent in a sense, and you just loved living life, you loved being with your friends, your school friends, whatever, and it's the same in professional sports. You know, I'm sure when the Suns put the their kit on, or, or the or the Cardinals put their their kit on, that they go they going ready to get to work but the essence of work as we've talked about many times is is this this team spirit and that team spirit of of, of channeling that inner kid is important yes what we do is deadly serious but you've got to balance that up with absolutely being in a beautiful place it's got to be the best feeling in the world to be in professional sports because a lot of these great um players they live and breathe sports from when they're children. They go to college, they get drafted, and then they're suddenly a professional athlete, and they're living their dream. And it's very much the same spirit in uh, in rock and roll, no matter what you call it, heavy metal, all rock and roll, all kind of music. Mm-hmm. You're in this beautiful opportunity, and uh, it's the best feeling in the world. You know, we just wrapped up a NASCAR championship weekend, and in music, what is what is the equivalent of a sports championship? I mean, is it your next album? I mean, how do you know that's the championship when you're going to do another one? It's what is that equivalent like in, in music? It's, it's very similar again, because, you know, 
your own you, you feel internally is you're only as good you're only as good as your last moment mm. so if you win that if the suns win or the cards win that was your great moment yeah maybe the next one you mean you may be in a different place but but you are you are living from the moment of of creativity and and again um we change don't we we change uh, in in our in this exercise of making music and, and making a record each record achievement it's not like getting the heisman trophy but you you definitely feel when you've when you've you're releasing that that great uh the great experience of writing music, new music for the first time to your fans, it's a win. You, you feel like a win, you know, and, 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 and again, that's part of the drive and the motivation behind a lot of musicians. You know, let's let's take kind of your whole life a little bit full circle as we go from your book, Confess, to now these cocktail books that we have on the table, the 50 years of Judas Priest. And you had the release of Turbo and you said, I believe it was in Confess, that it wasn't necessarily your best work. That, that I guess, tying it back into a championship, it wasn't necessarily your championship, even though there's some badass tunes on there. But did that, that come to Jesus meeting with you and your body and your, your, <laughs> your cleanliness, did that help you to make your championship even better? Isn't she amazing? Isn't she amazing? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, again, it's like a season you, in sports. Some of your seasons are not as strong as some of the others, but there they're all go. important. They're all important. They're mm -hmm. all valuable. They're all valuable. You, you, you always gain knowledge and experience from a loss, no matter what that might be in life. You, you pull from that. You learn from it. Did we did we not get to the place because of something that I did? Did we not get to the place because the team didn't didn't really uh, balance and coalesce? Well, all of these great things are, are, are equally immersed in music. So this um, this Turbo record, which has now become beloved, because are you going to play Turbo Lover tonight? Because we want to sing "I'm Your Turbo." Uh, it's great, and, and and here's the thing again from your fans perspective because we're nothing without our fans and i'm a rabid sports fan like you guys are and i'm a rabid music fan like you guys are and sometimes eh, is that the record i wanted not really is that the song i wanted not really but i'm gonna stick with you i'm gonna stay with you and that's another metaphor for sports and music if your team isn't doing so good you don't leave them you stick with them we're in this together you know Win or lose, we're in this together. And so a record like Turbo now has kind of pushed its way from the back to the to the front of the spotlight, and everybody loves that Turbo moment. Wow. Yeah, Rob cool. Halford, I'm going to channel my inner Dwayne Thomas now. Kenny knows uh -oh. who that is. Holy smokes. <laughs> and um, he mentioned that during the Super Bowl, he was a football player here for the Dallas Cowboys. He mentioned during the Super Bowl, if it's such a great game, why are they going to have one again next year? Uh -huh. And I have always wondered about people like you, Judas Priest, are on the stage and people are going bananas. And you're having this massive concert and everything is going wonderful and you're laying it on the line and the music has never been so good. And then you got to turn around and do it tomorrow. <laughs> is that ever difficult? 
No, and I'll tell you why, why it isn't that, man. It's because two performances are never the same. Two football games are never the same. A, a team that's gone to the Super Bowl and wins and then gets a chance to go to the Super, Super Bowl again and maybe wins again, it, it, the purity of it is that, okay, there's all these guys dressed in their kit and there's your team and my team. And we, we're, we're running through the, the, the plays and everything else. It's always a little bit different. There's always a new experience coming from the moment. And so it's the same. Uh, you get a Grammy. That's just a pinnacle in, in the music world. You, you win a Grammy. Um, it's, such, it's such a feeling of uh, motivation. It's success. It's motivation. It's, it's satisfaction. And you love that. You love that. You can you can never replicate it two times over. So if you win multiple NBA championships, if you win multiple uh, Super Bowls, um, they're always a little bit different. And I think that's part of the drive. You can never stop winning. That's the thing. If you, is, is you can never some, stop winning. Is is some of that answer? Sounds like it might be in my next question here. When you started off with Judas Priest and 50 years ago and you guys are touring and so forth, do you ever think that you'd 70, you'd still be banging around on a stage and, and laying out music and, and putting people in the aisles with uh, what they're hearing? You know, it's a beautiful feeling because you know, most 70-year-old guys are on the golf course <laughs> or they're on the beach in Florida. It's a privilege. It really is a beautiful place to be at. And again, with, with success comes, you've got to accept responsibility and you, you, have, to ex, you, you have to be prepared to give back. You've been, you've, okay, you've put a lot of work into what you've done, but again, it's a team spirit. And so this, this, this opportunity to keep giving back, whether it's making another record, making another show, the people that have given you this life in music, they deserve that respect. They deserve that, uh, that opportunity to see you as many times as you're able to do it at the level of performance that's important. Because again, you know, how long do you know you're going to be in the game for? How long does Tom Brady know he's going to be in the game for, you know? You, you do it as long as you can do the job well. That's another important factor. But now, Statman, you know, if you just said, hey, Rob, at 70, you're going to be uh, making another Judas Priest record. You're going to be back out on the road touring the world again. I'd have probably given you a, a smile and maybe a wink because I love this life. Like sports personalities, we love this life. You know, when I, when I watch... When I watch Charles and, and Shaq uh, uh, on, on their NBA show, and, and you can see they don't want to let it go. They're, okay, mm -hmm. they can't. They, they can be on the court mentally, and they can watch watch this this great game happening. Um, but it, it, it's a it's a beautiful thing. You never want to let it go. And, and and as I said, as long as you can, as long as you can do the job and you can do the job well, then you know take it as it comes. Live every day to the full and get as much out of it as you can. Hold on, let's expand just a little bit on that with Charles and Shaq. If you were to follow any group touring, but you were to do the backstage show, who would you be on stage with giving commentary for the show? <laughs> Not from Priest, somebody else. 
You mean commentary? You mean commentary for another band? Yeah. I know some. Yeah, that, that's enough. She's all these great questions today. Um, <laughs> well, there's so many. You know, I could go from uh, the Rolling Stones, who mm. are on on tour right now, and I've seen the Stones play, and it's just the most remarkable thing to witness because you you you're watching history alive the guys have, have, have such a rich history in rock and roll the great things that they've achieved and they're doing now at their time of life is just incredible and it's amazing and so that would be something i'd, I'd be uh, i'd be on the mic for now mick's moving to the left and he's uh, he's moving up to keith and are they going to uh, are they going to come to blows or are they going to blow each other a kiss i don't know so all that kind of stuff um so the Stones would be there, obviously. Um, yes. more, more intense bands like, like my friends from Slipknot who, who, who put on a really heavy, intense, aggressive uh, performance. They're, 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 great, uh, they're great guys to watch. And then you get the wonderful, beautiful expressionism of Lady Gaga because her shows in themselves are just an, an amazing experience of not only music but art, you know, fashion. And, and dance moves and everything like that. It's um, it's an endless opportunity. All, all musicians, all artists, are very much like teams in different from different leagues, doing different types of things. We're all doing the same, but we're all doing it differently. And that's the other attraction to music. You know, we have a lot of friends in heavy metal who um, have carved their own niche and their own originality. Much like great sports players develop a certain move, LeBron develops a certain move that only he could do. Jordan could only do the jump, all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. It's magical. And, and a lot of that happens the same uh, way in music. Okay, I know, Kenny, you want to get a question in here, but who would be your co-host on a Lady Gaga back, backstage show? Anyone from the business? Is this for Kenny or for me? That's for you. <laughs> that That's for, for me. you, Rob. No, I'd like, to, I'd like Kenny to answer that question, though. Okay, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> Wow, that that's a great one. I'd I'd have to have somebody that's that's equally passionate, and all of my friends in music are, are passionate um, to various degrees. Oh, my brain is scrambling. I want to pick a beautiful lady, Nita Stra Nita Strauss, right now. Hurricane Nita, uh, who's uh, this phenomenal uh, guitar player for Alice Cooper's band, and who's about to start her own tour in a couple of weeks down in, in uh, New Orleans. She'd be a great co-host because oh. she's uh, she has the same fire. She has the same fire. She has the same passion. And I think that's important when you're working with a co-host. They have to be able to be in the same place as yourself mentally and emotionally to give, uh, to give the feedback from the, from the honest place. What about you, Kenny? <laughs> Rob, I would go with... You need a straight man in there. And I, I can't think of maybe, maybe like to go with your color yeah, commentary. Because my three go-tos would be Ozzy, Lemmy, and Rob Halford. Now who's going to be the straight man amongst you guys? <laughs> They'd all go nuts. <laughs> who would it, would it, would it be Bruce Dickinson? Who would be the, who would be the, the guy, the, the quarterback of the group? Who could, who could be that guy? That well, would be you, uh, Kenny. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I think Kenny would have a, Kenny would have a real uh, tough job holding that, uh, holding that together. That, that would be uh, that would be a challenge for sure. Rob Halford joining us here in the Freak Nation Lucas Oil Studios, and and Rob, can we get some updates from you with 
with Richie Faulkner, mm-hmm. how he's doing, when we might see you guys back on the road with him, just the, the latest with uh, his situation. Thank you for asking. He's doing remarkably well. Um, he saw his doctors recently again, who performed this miracle of surgery, and they're over the moon in the way that he's repairing and healing. It was an unbelievable night. You know, we had this fantastic show at the Louder Than Life Festival in, in uh, up, up in Kentucky, and the show was going great. And then, you know, we came off stage. Uh, where's Richie? The paramedics are looking after him. Something's happening. Without going into too much lengthy detail, less than an hour later, he was in uh, almost 11 hours of, of, of heart surgery. Oh. i tell you what's a miracle about that. Um, the Lord intervened because it's all about timing. Um, he was barely 10 minutes away from one of the greatest heart surgeons in the world, oh. a team, great team of people. Um, so they got in there quickly. When I was talking to him, he was, get, he was getting undressed and dressed to go to the hospital. Oh. And at that time, his aorta, his aorta had ruptured and his chest was filling with blood. But his doctor said he was so high on the adrenaline. And this oh. happens in sports. Guys play with a broken whatever. You know, you, your adrenaline is pushing you through. So he got to the hospital and, and then this incredible dream team of surgeons saved his life. Uh, it, it is an absolute miracle. Because you know what it's like, again, with guys, I suppose everybody to a certain extent, but with guys, oh, yeah, I'll be out, because we were going to go to Denver that night. We were going to take the plane and fly to Denver. Oh, you know, yeah, he could have said, Let, let's figure this out when we're getting into Denver. What would have happened if we'd have mm-hmm. made that move? Mm-hmm. He, he followed the advice. Always listen to these professionals, especially in health. Listen to them. Something that that is... is uh, is so valuable listen to the experts because they know they know the best solutions so thank you he's doing good he's doing well the, all the those dates that we had to shuffle around are being shuffled around as we speak and we should be making an announcement um fairly soon about the rescheduling of the dates and we thank our fans for being so uh, patient for us everybody's rooting for richie around the world there's been a lot of love and prayers for this guy and um it, it's working out great Rob Halford, you could live anywhere in the world. Uh, you're from the UK. You live in Arizona. There's a question that one of the great questions in 21 years of doing Speed Freaks. Uh, we talked to someone who uh, traveled. Let me kill had traveled here in the United States, traveled everywhere for a lot of years. You've been truing in the United States for a lot of years. And the United States right now is going through some changes. Uh, who knows if they're good or bad, but there's some changes. What do you see as an observer when you travel in America and uh, notice that um, this is a different country or this is the same country that I first saw many years ago? Well, uh, I'm going to I'm going to speak with honesty, like I always do. I'm not an American citizen. I've lived in America for many, many years and uh, I have a home here in Phoenix since the eighties. I travel all over the world. My, 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 my birthplace is the UK. So that will always be home, but America is my home from home. I love this country with a great passion. Um, I saw what happened last night in, in Virginia. And it saddens me to think that some of those 
votes were made on issues that really it, it, it shocks me. It shocks me that these kinds of things are still um, in the forefront of, of, of politics. But that's that's humanity. You know, I've lived through Kennedy and, and Nixon and, and Clinton and Barack and, and now uh, uh, Joe and, and another uh, uh, presidents that I, that I can't remember. But I've lived through them all and I see repetition. I see repetition in a lot of instances in politics. But the great beacon of democracy of America, the first time I ever saw the Statue of Liberty when I came to America for the first time, it really choked me up because that beautiful statue, in essence, what it still stands for is something that I, as a Brit, still firmly, firmly believe in. Liberty and justice and equality for all, I think, are some of the things. And we still don't have equality to the level that it should be especially for, for people like me with my sexual identity, great advances have been made. But again, you know, you can't let these, you can't let anger, you can't let um, frustration, you can't let uh, bitterness uh, enter your heart in a poisonous way. You've got to take those emotions and, 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 and grasp onto them and, and make good come from them whether you're holding a placard and speaking your mind in a free democratic way, whether or not people disagree with you is mute. As long as you have the opportunity to do that, that's absolutely vital. And uh, so for me, America is still, you know, one of the greatest countries in the world in that, in that essence. And I've traveled all over America, all over this great nation. In the early days when priests came here in the in the 70s, we went everywhere in the United States. So when we do our tours now, we have to go from the Upper East Coast to up to Alaska all the way down to San Diego and then across down to Miami, every place in between. And I've met every kind of American. I've met every kind of American. And regardless of their politics or, or whatever, their re religious beliefs or whatever that might be that makes them who they are, they're all, they're all Americans that love America, much as I love my country in the UK. So, yeah, I've had the great uh, privilege and joy to travel all over the world, uh, but I still get a rush when the, the plane lands at Sky Harbour and I see Camelback Mountain and, and the desert and my cactus, you know, and all that kind of stuff. I love America with a, with a great passion. And uh, so that's, uh, that's just, a, that's just a, a place where I'm at now as a 70-year-old heavy metal maniac. Um, I feel good. I feel good. I still get angry with, 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 with things that I see and read, particularly in the political arena. But as I said, you know, you channel, you channel that and you try and utilize it for the greater good. And, uh, and I think that's the best way to um, be yourself. Wow. Rob Hall for joining us here in the Freak Nation and celebrating 50 years of Judas Priest. I can't put together 21 years of Speed Freaks without <laughs> wanting to jump off the freaking roof with pictures and videos <laughs> and audio. How in the hell did you put together 50 years of music, photos, videos, unreleased this, unreleased live that. How did you go through the annals of priest history 
to knock this out for 50 years, Rob Halford? Well, it took 50 years to get there. And, <laughs> and of course, we, we had, we had, a, we had a, a wonderful team of people uh, uh, in the UK and here in America. Um, a lot of fantastic people behind the scenes because we're always working as a band. We're either writing or we're touring or we're doing other production, whatever it might be. So this, again, was another great team effort. What we wanted to try and do was incorporate some elements in this 50th box set that you don't ordinarily get. And what I mean by that is we we went through the vaults. We went deep, deep, deep into the vaults to find some of these tracks, these live tracks. So, for example, um, at the Mod Club in New York, when I met Andy Warhol, <laughs> I've told you this story, right, yes. guys? Where I found I'm, a picture of you and Andy. And Andy. You said, take yeah, that off we, the screen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that one. Other, I know that T-shirt. Uh, <laughs> we handcuffed each other, uh, right. and then later on, Andy and I went to Studio Fifty Four. What a crazy night that was! But we found some music from that show at the Mod Club, which was magical. So these live elements, these live elements, um, again, it's like watching old footage of of, uh, of the Phoenix Suns with, with with Charles and Thunder Dan. You know, it, it's just. It's memory. It's memory. Uh, we, we all we all thrive on on remembering great moments, and 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 so the great moments in this box set are the live uh, songs that we've got from as far back as the uh, the seventies. So that is that's that's kind of a tangible part of of this kind of metal museum because um, when you go and see Judas Priest. Uh, if, if, you, if you're hardcore and you've been with us for a long time, when we break out living after midnight, suddenly it's 1980 all over again. You know, and, and that's the greatest feeling in the world. When you guys go and see your, your favourite musicians at a show and they play that song when you were at high school, you know, when you had your first car, you know, or, or <laughs> so when, you, when you were on vacation. Uh, music triggers these beautiful memories that we all carry. And so that's what we've tried to do with this one element within the box set. And uh, wow. When it was finally delivered to my house, I was in the UK at the time in the postman's like, take this from me because it weighs about 50, 50 pounds. You know, it's a, it's a really, in essence, it's the epitome of heavy metal because it's a heavy it's piece heavy. of, uh, heavy piece of, of, of uh, physical, um, life uh, it's 50 years of life that that uh, that you can enjoy and explore because it's going to take a long time to get through it but uh but our hardcore fans will do that so we're thrilled we're absolutely thrilled to be at this special place right now but rob halford i looked at the notes on this thing you've got 13 what is it 13 unreleased cds You're right dude you must you must live in a studio 13 that's like a hundred songs that haven't been released yet these um these these live cuts especially the unreleased live moments they're they're really they're really valuable they're 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 things that we didn't even know we'd got because we have this trail that we've left behind us for 50 years that man and it's just um Wow, you you mean we've got we've got this track from the Agora Ballroom in 1978? Where where do we get this from? And and this is a result again, as I said, of, of all these beautiful people working behind the scenes to bring these moments into 2021. Um, yeah, save everything. That's what I always say about <laughs> to, to fellow musicians: save everything. 
Can I ask you guys something in terms of memorabilia? What have you got in terms of memorabilia, uh, sports memorabilia, that you really value and you really treasure? Ooh. Okay, when you said value or treasure, that kind of changed my answer because I do have every single concert ticket from the beginning to now. And I also have every single racing ticket, any any motorsport event that I went to and or credential. So, yeah, but do I value those the most or do I value something that I spent my hard earned money on autograph wise? I don't know. But yeah, it's either something like, autograph or like a like a football or a, or a shirt or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. Baseball. Yeah. I know exactly. I wish I could run and get it right now. <laughs> We've got a jacket that we were given by 21 years ago by one of the first investors in the Speed Freaks. And leather jacket, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever received from anybody. And I'm af- it's so nice. I'm afraid to wear it most places <laughs> I go. Somebody <laughs> might take me out of it, you know? So uh yeah i've got that jacket and every time i open the closet door to get something to go outside i see it there and a little tear because i the (laughs) memories that are there uh, mean so much to me yeah rob i've got paraphernalia that's autographed by texas longhorns uh, national championship team but I, i but that you just struck on something there i've got the ticket stub that i would that I witnessed the first time the Dallas Mavericks beat the Boston Celtics Hmm. in reunion arena with my dad, who was a huge Celtics fan. And Larry bird was on his ass half the time, knocking down threes. And it was an incredible game. But the fact that I was there with my dad and he was watching me get excited and I was excited that he was excited for the Mavericks and not cheering for the Celtics, just having that ticket stub really has no meaning other than, you know, spending a a winning moment. With my dad, who whose t- legendary team got their ass handed to him by the Mavericks, I, that's my go-to right now. That's beautiful, Kenny. And I'll tell you why you brought you because you brought your dad into that question. Yeah. Because you know, so many so many of us have memories as kids of going with their dad. My dad used to take me to the, the to see uh, my local football team, the Saddlers, in Walsall. And those memories, you that, look at Kenny. Kenny's living that moment now. Mm-hmm. He's thinking about his dad. You know, mm-hmm. that's just a beautiful, a beautiful memory, and it's related to your passion in sports. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's great. Um, what would bring I, a tear I, though? I, what would bring a tear to your eye? Like Statman just alluded to is this this thing, seeing that jacket. And I know we don't have much time left, but what would bring a tear to Rob Halford's eye? Well. This is going to be this is going to sound a little bit strange because you know me I'm a strange guy but it's 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 strangeness in the purest sense and and it's love in one of the purest senses um when Lemmy passed away and mm-hmm. and I, I had this beautiful opportunity to to speak at his um at his memorial um we had a great get together all of us musicians from all over the world we met in hollywood and um we talked about lemmy and 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 this great life and the things that he's left us and then not too far back i get something in the mail from the lemmy people Lemmy's office his manager and everybody still worked tirelessly to keep his name with us as he'd always will be they sent me i wish i could run out and get it um it's a bullet. 
It's a bullet with some of Lemmy's ashes oh. inside oh, of it. Wow. Oh, wow. Now, okay, that, that, um, everybody's going to bullet, Lemmy's ashes. This is nuts. This is the kind of thing that Lemmy would have loved to yeah. have done, you know? And uh, whatever you choose, Whoa. however you choose to interpret what I've just said, that's entirely up to you. But to, to, be, to be even thought of, to be brought into this small circle of friends where you, you actually own a little bit of, of Lemmy's ashes and you wear it around your neck on a, on a pendant, and, you, and he's close to your heart in the truest sense, in the terms of his mortal remains. That's just that's just mind-blowingly powerful. Yeah. You know, to to, to use to use a, 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 an object like that to, to carry his remains is is just so lemmy. It's mm-hmm. provocative. It's it makes you think. It makes you talk. But as far mm-hmm. as having a beautiful part of lemmy physically with me right now in my house, that's. Uh, that's just magical. And I'll just balance that up if that's the right thing to do. Sure. Another one of my late great friends, Ronnie James Dio, was a mm-hmm. great fan of dragons because dragons are these mythical beasts that, that uh, are, are full of uh, power and, and determination and resilience and, and all that kind of stuff. And um, I didn't know this, but uh, Wendy Dio, uh, uh, Ronnie's wife, um, she tells me that he used to collect these dragons, just these different sculptures and different pieces of art. So she sent me again in the post one of these little dragons that Lemmy had uh, in his, uh, rather Ronnie had in his in his house. So I've got a couple of these objects from my beautiful friends that I see every day, and uh, and they just reinforce my love for both of these incredibly talented musicians whose music will live with us forever. Wow. Rob, Zoom is about to cut us off in a minute okay. and 20, wow. 20 seconds. Wow. Damn it, buddy. We, we fly. We I fly. <laughs> it's oh, been a blast. Yeah, I love always. you guys so much. I love yes. you guys so much. Thank you so much. Likewise. Speed freaks. We need you all the time. Let's have another. Let's get together. Shall we get together in 50 years? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. 100 <laughs> years of. Hundred years of speed freaks and heavy metal. I just want to get together with you in person here in the next six or seven months and just have a we will pint or we will all right. We'll go and have dinner on a, a pint or, and uh, Kit Kats. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Don't forget the Kit Kats. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, uh, it's it's my pleasure, man. Thank you as always. Love you, buddy. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Cash. That's that man. You be, you guys are beautiful. Have a Thank great you. night. Have you See met? You so oh yeah. See you. <laughs>